Do you think you could spare 12 minutes a day? The chances are, I would say yes. We can always look at our calendars and our to-dos and find 12 minutes a day. But why the importance of 12 minutes a day? Well, if you're a hardworking real estate investor or entrepreneur, you're going to get a six-figure income from working hard, but you're going to be pretty unlikely to get to a seven-figure income unless you're working smart. My guest today has taken the concept and the ideas behind a book that I would probably almost guarantee you've got on your shelf or you've at least picked up and looked at or read. I certainly did. I certainly do. I have it on my shelf. And But what's happened is that he's taken the techniques of that book and applied it fully because you know, with, with this particular book, uh, there's only half the answer is in the book and the other half you've got to figure out for yourself. Well, my guest today, John Mitchell, has figured that out. And in fact, Time Magazine did a cover story on the science behind his methodology that he's developed. And uh, today he's going to share that with you. You're listening to the REI Branded Podcast, helping you build your real estate personal brand. If you want to stand out from the crowd, attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time, you're in the right place. My name is Paul Kopkut, and each week we'll be looking to decode and uncover what makes you, the real estate business owner, brandtastic. Each episode is intended to be valuable, cut to the chase, and actionable, so you can spend less time marketing your business and still get the results you want. Thank you for listening. Now let's get to work on making you brandtastic. So welcome, John. Um, thanks for joining us today. I'm, I'm really excited about uh, finding out a little bit more about what it is you're doing. Um, perhaps kick off and, and just tell us your story. Tell us your background and, and where you've come from and how you're coming to do what you're doing today. Okay. Well, Paul, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. So my story is that back when I turned 50, I just wasn't as successful as I thought I should be. And I had two goals in my life, to make enough money so I didn't have to work and to find the woman of my dreams. Well, it, unfortunately, at 50, I was falling short on both of them. And on the money, oh, I don't know. I always made $200,000, $300,000 a year. But when I turned 50, I, I started doing the math and I realized and I know this sounds materialistic, but, but I, I just did the math and I saw that unless I started netting over a million dollars a year, I'd never have that exceptional life. And, and then on the girl, and I realized actually that finding a partner in life was more important than the money, but on, on finding the girl, I'd never been married. Um, although I must say it wasn't from lack of interviewing. I did a lot of interviewing. <laughs> Although my friends would probably call it begging. I, I prefer to call it interviewing. But uh, so, you know, I'm, but I'm sitting there at 50. I'm like, how do I change this 20-year history of, of low six figures a year? And so one night, and I don't know, maybe three months after I turned 50, it comes to me and I, it, it hits me. Well, just go find the top book in the world on success and apply that book literally word for word to my life. So I'm like, hmm, pretty good idea. Not sure there is one, one book above all others. So I start doing the research and I discovered that 
there's one book that's been read by a hundred million people. And the next best selling book on success has been read by less than 10 million people. And that book is Thinking Grow Rich. Now, I, I bet, Paul, you've read that, right? Uh, hang on. Hang on a second, John. Because I think. There we go. <laughs> it's, on the, it's on the bookshelf. Right, so, right, right. right. Right next to Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Right. We had perfect, perfect. Well, so when I realized it was the top book one on success by a factor of 10, I'm like, okay, here we go. This is exactly what I'm looking for. So I'm like a heat seeking missile. I go to the bookstore the next day and buy the book and immediately immerse myself in the book. And then I discover the problem in the, in the book. You may remember this, Paul, he says, there is a secret for success, but the author only gives you half of the secret. It's on the reader to figure out the other half. Well, I read that and I get through the book and I'm like, you know, I need the full secret. And so I, I mope around for probably two or three weeks. And, uh, you know, finally one morning I just wake up and I go, come on, just man up, John, let's go. Let's immerse yourself in the book, figure out the full secret, figure out how to apply it. And so I immerse myself in the book for a couple of months and I figure out the full secret and, and a 12 minute a day technique to apply it. And so I start applying it to a new business. I was starting in the reverse mortgage business and quickly my income starts doubling to where five years later, I was blessed to see my income go to $5 million a year net after, you know, 25 years of low six figures a year. And, you know, Paul, what was so interesting is I could see why it was happening. I mean, I mean, I was just playing the game of life and the game of being on, at an entrepreneur at a much higher level. I mean, it worked because I was focused only on what moves the needle. I had tripled my discipline and I had new ideas come into my head every week that, that weren't coming in before. And I just became fascinated by the fact that you could take two key scientific principles and so materially impact your success and achievement in life. And so to wrap this up, I ended up selling my, my company and I thought I'm, I'm going to share this with the world because it's so transformative. And I, a couple of months after I met, uh, after I sold my company, I met the former chancellor and president here at the university of Texas in Austin. And he says, hey, you got to teach this at the University of Texas, and why don't we teach it together? And so that was seven years ago, and that's what, what I've been doing. And today I teach it to driven entrepreneurs as well as high achievers. That's a great story. And I, I know from your background, John, you've been in real estate in a, in a variety of ways, haven't you? Not I just, have. Not just reverse mortgage. Right. You know, when I, uh, when I was 30, and decided, you know, I started as a CPA. And, and by, by the time I hit 30, I'm like, boy, I do not want to be an accountant all my life. And so <laughs> I, I launched into being an entrepreneur by doing a, uh, a real estate development project uh, that was around a sort of a tax idea that I found. And it was, you know, it made me appreciate the value of real estate. It was, you know, instead of selling my time 
for money, I was, I was leveraging my intelligence in real estate. And so I love real estate. And so many of my clients are in real estate. A lot of the people listening might hear you say 200, 300,000, you know, low six figures. For a lot of people, that might seem like a great income. I mean, that would certainly put most people in whatever country they're in and probably the top 1%. Or at right. least the top top 10% at least. Yeah. Um, so what is it that going from 200,000, 300,000 to a million and beyond, what's the what's the difference? What does that give you beyond the money? Right. And you right. mentioned kind of earlier about a, a life partner is probably more important than the money, but th- there's probably more to that. What else is there? You know, that's a great question. Um, what What... What more is it than the money is essentially the question, right? Right. You know, I think it, it, the most gratifying thing was playing to my full potential. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that I wasn't playing to my full potential and until I got on the other side. And to put that in perspective a little bit, the, the book Thinking Grow Rich talks about applying science to your life to up your success. Well, I'd never thought about that before. Never, you know, never thought about that. And it's based on one central concept that 95% of your daily actions are unconscious. And so think about this. If that's true, then to have a higher level of success than you're currently having, you have to influence those unconscious daily actions. And you do that by proactively influencing the subconscious mind. And so as I, I share that with you, I, I'm sort of curious, how does that hit you? Because, you know, we, we live in this world of, of so many facts, but learning that one thing, that 95% of my daily actions are unconscious, that was probably the most significant thing I ever learned in my life. So I'm curious on your end, as you hear that, how does that hit you? It, it makes total sense because... If I find that I, my day has wandered, if it's gone off track, I've been doing stuff. Yeah, but right. I haven't been. I haven't been consciously thinking about doing it. I've been doing the tasks or doing the actions, but I haven't purposefully done that. I've I've just fallen into the next whatever the next fire is to put out, or and I'm sure a lot of people relate to that as well. But it's not. I'm not sitting there stopping every hour perhaps and saying, right, okay, am I really going in the direction I want to go? Or is this really making an impact on my business? Or is it am I just going through the motions? Right. And I'm and I'm thinking about uh you know uh people like I mean even Mark Mark Zuckerberg or S- Steve Jobs, uh other six su- you know very successful, creative, intelligent people a lot of those subconscious tasks they've taken out of their lives. So Zuckerberg wears the same clothes every day. He never has to mm-hmm. think about it mm-hmm. because then that I'm assuming that then frees up more of his conscious thought versus subconscious thought. So right. would that, would that be right? Or, you know, I think, I think to a level that that is true. Um, but, but, you know, on this idea that 95% of your daily actions are unconscious, you know, we just live in this world where so many people throw facts around that when I work with somebody, I'm like, okay, 
let's go Google it. I don't want you to depend on me telling you that that's true and and you don't know if it really is true or not. Let's Google it. Well, if you if you Google literally what percentage of my daily actions are unconscious in big dark letters, it'll say ninety five percent. And and you know I I'm I try and make this a big deal because you know if somebody gets that one fact. And again, this is what the top book of the world on success is based on this one fact, everything else gets easy because then everything I'm talking about is how to proactively influence the subconscious mind. Because again, it's pure math. You know, if it's 90, your, the, your success in each area of your life comes down to the sort of the cumulative effect of your daily actions. So if that's true, and we all know that's true, you got to influence those unconscious actions to have a a higher level of success. And so maybe this is a long-winded way of getting back to your original great question is, is what does that, what does this give you besides the money? Well, it really gave me the ability to play the game of life at my full potential rather than 20% of my potential, which I, I saw was where I was when I was netting a couple hundred grand a year. And, and you actually mentioned that in um, one of the videos on your, on your website that we're only using about 20% of our brain. Is that correct? Is that scientifically? You know, right let, me, let me think, of, think about that. Um, you know, I think the, 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 ma- the science is that we only use 10% of our, our brain. But as long as you brought it up, let me, let me explain how the mind works. And this will make a lot more sense to you. So uh, here's how the human mind works. The conscious mind sets your intention and is influenced by logic. Okay. But the subconscious mind controls your everyday actions and it's only influenced by repetition. It's not influenced by, by logic at all. And, and here's an example, Paul, of how that plays out. Let's say you want to lose weight. Well, conscious mind sets the intention to, to lose weight based on the health benefits. But the reason people are not losing weight is not from lack of intention, but from lack of influencing the part of their brain that controls their daily actions meaning their exercise, their eating. And, you know, this is a surprisingly simple, but uh, that's why uh, when you understand that and you see that, oh, my, let me see if I uh, make this flow for, for everybody. My actions determine my success. I can only influence my actions with repetition, not with logic repetition. That's why this 12 minute a day technique that provides the repetition to, um, to influence your daily actions. So that's, that's the logic of it. And how does that tie in to habits, which is probably a lot of what people, if they're looking to make a change, right. will tend to try and Im- influence their habits or change their habits. Well, you know, those habits are daily actions, right? And, and, um, you know, people go, well, you know, as, as an example, maybe if you're in the real estate business, you, you say, I'm going to, I'm going to look at, uh, five new properties a week as an example. Well, 
here we go. We're setting the intention, but we're not influencing the subconscious mind with, with that, you know, um, that's going to take repetition. And so you see, that's, that's what we, we, we would build in if it was a real estate person. Right. And so tell us a little bit more about this 12 minute a day technique, because I think many of us are kind of, we're always looking for that shortcut or right. that, that magic pill or whatever it is that's going to get us from A to B with, or A to Z without doing B to Y or right. whatever it is. So well, let, me, let, me, let me give you two quick pieces of, of information before we dig in exactly how it works. So the, the first one is, is pretty simple, that we all have a fundamental problem that we have to overcome. And that's it. We're innately wired for survival. And again, 95% of our daily actions are unconscious. And what that means is when, when you open your eyes each morning, you're innately wired for survival, which means that you're, you're fear-based, reactive, and negative. Again, wired for survival. Uh, and we're on autopilot most of the day. So, you know, the fact that we're, we're on, on autopilot most of the day and we're wired for, for being uh, reactive, negative, and, and that's exactly the opposite of the way we want to be if we want to be productive, creative, and happy. And so the only way you can override that innate programming is to program yourself with some sort of repetition that overrides that that innate programming. And, and does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yep. And um, the other thing I, I might say to you, um, and I'm going to explain exactly how this works, but, but one thing that's interesting, this is only for driven people. If you're not driven, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I say that is, um, and maybe the best story to, to explain this is, is that uh, uh, three or four years ago, I decided I was going to go find the top expert in the world on success and showing what I created. And in my opinion, that's Darren Hardy. And so I spend three days with Darren and I sit down with him. I show him my template and really explain it all to him. And he goes, John, this is, this is really good. But he says, you know, people aren't going to spend 12 minutes a day on this. And I'm like, Darren, how can that be? Um, it caused my own income to go up by 25 times. Time magazine did a cover story on the science behind this. Um, we're applying the top book in the world on success. And he says, he sort of laughed at me and he goes, well, John, you know, the dirty little secret in the success and human achievement field is that most people won't do anything to impact their success and achievement in life. And he says, you need to only show this to driven people where a higher level of success is a necessity rather than merely a preference. And, you know, Paul, that was so helpful to me because um, when I first started sharing this with the world, I thought, well, everybody wants to be more successful. You know, they're going to love what I have. And, but Darren was so right. And so it, it made me realize, you know, only maybe 5% of the population is driven. So 
95% is not going to have any interest in what I'm doing because they're not driven enough to do it. But the 5% that are driven, they know who they are and they're going to love it. And, and that's, that's sort of what I've experienced. Probably doesn't surprise me that Darren Hardy would say that as well. Cause I think, I mean, <coughs> if you look at somebody that, yeah, as you say, in the success and achievement field, he's probably, he's right up there. Right. Um, and has probably tried to do this with thousands and thousands of people and probably, right. probably he has, he probably has the stats on it. So. Absolutely. Well, right. with, with that as a preface, let me tell you how it works. Let's really get into it. Okay. So, um, as I said in, in the book, thinking real rich, the, the, he gives you half of the secret that he says, everything starts with a thought. Well, when I read that, I'm like, where do you go with that? I mean, I agree. Everything starts with a thought, but where do you go with that? And so what I discovered once I immersed myself in the book, that the full secret is what you envision in detail on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. And Paul, what that means is when you step back from your life and you create clarity, you know, defining exactly the person you want to be, exactly what you want to accomplish, and precisely how you're going to achieve your clearly defined goals. When you create that clarity and feed it to yourself every day, after 21 days, that affects your daily actions. Does that make sense? Yep. I've heard, I've heard 21 days as being, or uh, actually somebody in real estate, uh, Gary Keller, uh, says 66 right. days. But. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard that too. But that's, that's essentially how it, how it works. And, and that for the first 21 days, the subconscious mind's going to reject all that clarity that you created. And, and candidly, um, creating the clarity is the hard part. You know, the, the 12 minutes a day is the easy part, but that clarity is the hard part. But um, it's amazing what happens after 21 days. You start seeing that things happen automatically without thinking, and that's, that's really the magic of it. What happens if, right, you've, you've, uh, I'm assuming, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming this is something that you would set uh, to do early on in the day. Or, right. Or, <laughs> what happens halfway through the day or two-thirds of the way through the day, things fall off track. Are there right. kind of, is there things that you can be doing to kind of reset yourself or are there, is there anything um, that can be done or is that not necessary once you're well, into this? You know, I think you hit it, Paul. It's not necessary. And, and let, me, let me explain a little deeper uh, what we're doing 12 minutes a day. So we're taking your life and, and you're, we're defining your life in five areas, yourself, your health, your romantic relationship, your spirituality, and your business. And so we're going to define the ideal you in those five areas. We're also going to define the uh, um, improvements in each area of your life. And you're going to live your life basically quarter by quarter. So we're going to define um, your top three goals for the quarter, one in health, one in marriage, um, one in your business. And so 
you'll define here's here's the goal itself, here's a why behind it, here's the key behaviors. And so you see it's a very thorough but succinct articulation of your life. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. And is that when you're when you're looking at that as a are you setting bigger goals than you've ever set before? Are you setting or is it? No, no. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, I, you, you become successful a step at a time and, and, but there's a high degree of accountability built into this. And, you know, if you just set a big goal in each area of your life, say in your career and, and you achieve that goal for the quarter. Now you set a new goal and you see every quarter I'm setting significant goals and achieving them. Your life is going to change. I mean, uh, that's just how it works. And this is how, how you get an advantage over somebody else. I mean, I guess, I guess the first thing is though, you, you've got, as you said at the beginning, you or said earlier, you've got to be driven first because if you're right. not, then, uh, and right. ha- have you tried to work with people that ha- that aren't driven and what kind of results have you seen and I just want to stop a second and ask you about your web presence. You know that people are going to Google and check you out online if they want to do business with you. And so it's incredibly important that you have a reliable secure hosting web service and a stable hosting plan that provides fast site speed. And if you're installing a website for the first time, a nice, easy-to-use, secure, one-click system to install WordPress. That's why I recommend and use Bluehost, which powers more than 2 million websites online and is the number one recommended hosting provider by WordPress. It's got 24-7 support, which is really good, free security certificates, and a free domain name registration. Uh, Bluehost web hosting is a powerhouse. If you'd like to get a special offer through this podcast, go to the show notes from this episode, click on the Bluehost uh, image or link, and they'll take you straight there to get a special offer. Now back to the show. You know, that's a great question. I have, and it doesn't work. (laughs) You know, (laughs) because... The driven people will, I mean, the not non-driven people won't do the 12 minutes a day. And, you know, it's interesting. This works on everybody a hundred percent of the time because it's pure science, but that doesn't mean it's for everybody because it doesn't work if you don't do it. And, and I learned that, um, that I want to make an impact. I feel so blessed for what this has done for me. I want to, I want to help people that are driven and I'm going to put everything I got into helping them be successful. And, you know, when I work with somebody, my standard is I'm, I'm, I'm going to double the income they made last year. And if I don't think I can do that, I'm not taking them as a client. It's just that simple because I see that, that so much of what, I'm doing is, um, I mean, sure, the methodology works, but 
it only works if I have the right person and, um, and they got to be willing to put in as much effort in creating that clarity as I'm going to put in. And, and, and I see creating that clarity requires some pulling by me as a third party that maybe they, they can't do it on their own. Hmm. So even a driven person doesn't necessarily see what's possible. Right. And, and, you know, I'll tell you something that, that I've been thinking about lately a, a lot. So back when I was in my thirties and forties, um, I, I thought of myself as, as if I had to rate myself on a scale of one to 10 as an entrepreneur, I would have rated myself an eight. And, um, and, you know, I think I, I did that because I was so hard working. I worked harder than all my buddies. And, um, and so I thought that meant that I was an eight. Well, I didn't realize this until I sort of crossed over to the other side in my, my, my fifties, I wasn't an eight. I was a friggin' three or four. I mean, I really was, but I couldn't, I couldn't understand that until I got on the other side and saw what it was like to play the game of life at a hundred percent of my potential rather than 20%. And I remember that there's this great quote. I don't know if up in Canada, you know, who Bill Parcells is. Yeah. Who Bill yep. Bar- I know who Bill Parcells is. Yep. So he has this great quote that you are what your record says you are. And so I realized, again, I didn't realize this at the time, but I realized it as I crossed over that 20 years of six figures a year tells me I'm a net six figure a year guy. That's my record. That's who I am. Right. That reflects my level of competence as an entrepreneur. When I got on the other side, um, I'm like, so what is actually the difference today than, than when I was in my 30s and 40s? Well, what I saw was, and, and I guess this is me being vulnerable, I saw a lot of things that even though I was trying the best I could, I was... I was inadequate in a lot of things. I was not as organized as I should be. And I wasn't growing like I should. I wasn't having the wisdom of experts flowing into my head on a weekly basis with a system that was strategic relative to what I wanted to accomplish. I wasn't setting aside time to think a couple of times a week to, to deep think and to, to, um, you know, work on my business, not in my business. Um, my marketing, um, I wasn't properly measuring it. Um, and I wasn't therefore innovating it. I wasn't an A player leader. You know, I didn't have a clear mission statement and values, um, that I was espousing to everybody. And I also had a very naive, um, understanding of what it took to be a, uh, to create an A-player culture. And, and once, I, once I sort of started playing at my full potential, I fixed all of that. And, and as I work with clients, um, the first thing I do is I get them organized because I'm like, you're not going to make seven figures a year if you're not organized. If you're not a nine or a 10, you got to be organized. And I got a simple system that I'll teach you where, you know, you plan your day the night before 
you time block your days, and you highlight your top three priorities each day. So that's the starting point. Right. Then we're going to teach you how to have a system for personal growth. I just I end up just giving it to my clients. All they got to do is listen to it, and and it takes no additional time out of their schedule. Uh, and and then you know I teach them how to measure your marketing. Um, and, you know, this idea of, of thinking is so critical a couple of times a week. And, and I teach them how to be a, uh, a player leader. You know, all the things that I was lacking, I see almost 100% my clients are lacking as well. And it's so fun to, to take the younger version of me that I see in them and take them to the next level. Hmm. And do you, because a lot of those those things are, I guess, teachable. Right. What is it? What is it you look for? What to, What do you determines a driven entrepreneur versus somebody who's in the other ninety five percent? What are the What are you some know, of the criteria you look at? You know that that is a great question, and and maybe you and I can figure that one out together. I I th- I think it's just simple is is more success uh uh necessity or a, a preference. And, you know, I think if you just ask that, that person, a person that, um, if they got to think about it, then they're not driven, you know, I mean, and you know, I, I think that that idea of driven has some de- negative connotations. Um, I personally think being driven is the best way to be, but it's got to be channeled and focused. I mean, what, what do you think? Um, you said about success uh, or more success. Uh, is it needed? Is it a necessity or is it something you innately, I guess, want to chase? Is, is either answer a good answer or is... Say that again. Let me be sure I get that. Yeah. So uh, you said about success. It was, um, is it a necessity? Right. Or is, it, or is it something that's inside you, I guess, would be... right. So if it's a necessity, is that a negative thing or is it, is it? No, I, I, well, I personally think, uh, being driven is the ideal way to be because you're going to play life at it, at your full potential. And, and, and I think this really gets at the, at whether somebody's driven or not, most people, even my best friend, uh, that I talk to every day. He, he does, it doesn't matter to him if he has more success or more impact in the world. He's, he's, he's fine just the way he is. Right. And I love him. He's got, got a great sense of humor. We're always playing with each other. And that, that works for him. And uh, so I think, um, I think that's sort of the issue that, that if that higher level of success is important, then you're, then you're driven. Yeah, I, I, I usually, I usually find, if I ask somebody, what's the best book you've re- uh, read in the last six months, if they can't immediately give me like a right. definitive answer and why, yeah, um, I think that's usually a good indicator that they're not really looking for growth or they're not looking to to better themselves, and that to me would be a part of being driven. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, yeah. my uh, stepson just told me, he says, podcasts are the new books. Right. Yeah, totally I think agree. that, yeah, I think that is true. 
Right. You know, um, so a, a couple of things. One, one thing that we do with clients that, that I think you'd find interesting because oftentimes people will say to me, uh, really, you want me to believe that you're, you're, you're doing something that, that takes 12 minutes a day and it took your income to mid seven figures a year. You know, I find that just hard to believe. And, and I see how that people would feel that way, but, um, I am in working with clients, I'm up in their game as an entrepreneur. And I've been surprised at how much more I, I knew in my fifties than I did in my thirties and forties. When I was in my thirties and forties, I thought I knew a lot of stuff, but the things I learned in my fifties, uh, was so much more than I knew back then. And I just teach my clients what I, I learned, uh, that, and typically I've got 20, 20 years more experience than, than my clients. Right. And you mentioned the, the various areas that you get people to find a vision and, and, uh, goals and, and, uh, actions or performances. Um, how important is that to be all rounded? Because I know a lot of people, well, not a lot, but I know business people who are so business focused, but everything else is right. dropping off to the side. And I'm guessing they're not as happy as they, they could be. I mean, is that a. You know, Paul, that is a great observation. Um, and my attitude is hey, if we're going to take 12 minutes to influence the subconscious mind, we, we got enough time to influence how I am as a husband, how I am uh, with my health, uh, how I look at my life, as well as my business. And when I work with people, I'm, I help them define like six or seven key things in their business, like what their business looks like three years from now. Um, what are the, the four or five milestones to get there? Um, what's their strategy for success? What's their succinct business plan? Uh, what are the two or three things that move the needle? And you can see if you, if you take those things and feed it to yourself every day, of course, it's going to influence your daily actions, right? Right. Totally. Yeah. Because you, you can take anybody who's not anybody, but you can take people who are uh, the complete opposite of that, are completely down on life and right. not successful. And the chances are they're feeding their brain every day with that. Oh, I'm, ne I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to be able to find that. I'll never have enough money. I'll never. Right. Re it's a, it's a, a reinforcement of whatever. And what, what uh, what's the say? Who said the quote? Something what you what you believe is what you become, or what you say is what you become. Something. Right. I'm, I'm right. trying to remember who said it. Well, and and you know, here's an idea. It, if let me show your your listeners how to apply this. If they're driven, if they answer the question that yes, I'm a driven person, here's how. Here's the entry step for this, and I, this is a gift from me to your audience. Um, the The entry point is setting aside time to just think two times a week, um, and and you know the the top people in the world do this. I mean, people like Elon Musk, Bill Gates, they have this, this weekly ritual. 
And um, here's sort of how it how it does how it works. So you do it two times a week. I do it on on Wednesday and uh, Saturday or Sunday. As to where I do it, I do it in my favorite place in my house. You can do it out in nature, but um, and then here's how you do it, and it's it's really a three step process. You know, you, you have this your what I call your thinking tablet which is just blank sheets of paper in a nice leather binder. And so when you're sitting there in your nice comfy place and you're staring at that, that blank sheets of paper, um, for the first 10 minutes, write whatever comes to you, whatever comes into your head. Then when that sort of subsides, the, the second part is ask yourself a question, figure out a, a question to ask yourself. Um, it might be, you know, what, what moves the needle in my business? Um, how might I create more accountability? Whatever, you know, once you ask yourself a question, it sort of changes the dynamics of what's going on in your head. And then the third part, each, each session is about 30 minutes after you write the last thing, draw a line under it and, and write, here's the two or three takeaways and here's the um, action steps they came from this thinking session. So you're connecting your thinking to your action and you, and you put those, those to do's on next week's to do sheet. And so that's how, how it works. And Paul, here's why it works. Um, when you get your week going on a Monday, let's say you got a lot of things coming at you. And you're hearing things, you're learning things, but in the moment, you don't necessarily understand the relevance to your life. Well, you give your, your subconscious mind a couple of days to process it um, in an output venue to feed it back up to you. It is amazing what will come back up. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I don't know if you've uh, read the book, um, The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham. You know, I know Keith very well, and I have right. stolen, blatantly stolen <laughs> part of what he, that question part is, is his. Well, well and that, that was going to be my question of you, though, because uh, Keith recommends, if I remember rightly, Keith recommends start with the question. But you're right. saying, you know, how important is that first 10 minutes of just writing whatever comes into your head? Well, I, th I think they're both really important. And, and that's why. I had lunch with Keith not too long ago, and I was telling him, he's the only other guy I know that sort of promotes this. And I'm like, how can I take what he's doing and combine it with what I'm doing and make it better than either one of what we previously doing? And I think I've done that. I was just, you know, um, and I think he's brilliant. I love him. Yeah, I, I, you've given me a challenge in myself because I read that book that book, that was probably the best book I read last year, right? Um, but I haven't implemented that thinking time. It it always ends up getting thrown off my calendar somehow. Right. I let it slip. Or, right. And now I I do journal in the morning, but this is a and I think it'd be interesting if you could explain to to the listeners the difference because. Daily journaling is something that a lot of people talk about doing. Right. And I, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I, I do it every day. Right. But the thinking time, you're right, 
nobody talks about that. And it's interesting. I think Jack Welsh used to spend two hours every week. Like he'd, he'd book an appointment and, his, and right. nobody, nobody could move that <laughs> thinking time. And he used to just sit in his office and just look out of the window and think. Well, you know, you know, here's the thing, Paul, this is not n- normal thinking. This is deep thinking. And so I just taught this to all the coaches at the University of Texas uh, uh, a month or two ago. And they're like, well, I think all the time. What do you mean? Set aside time to think two times a week. I'm like, I'm talking deep thinking, not regular thinking. And, and I'll give you an example of the power of this. Um, this is a client I have up in Portland. He's in the uh, mini warehouse storage business and sharp guy. Uh, he makes a couple million dollars a year doing it. And he wants to go to four million a year. And, and you know, my clients, half of them are already making a million dollars a year. Half of them are under a million. And so... I, I say, well, okay, uh, go ahead. And his name is Wade. I said, Wade, why don't you do a thinking session around what moves the needle in your business? So he does that. He comes back and he tells me, he says, you know, um, I see that what moves the needle is, is just getting properties already that have already acquired, getting them finished and producing income and getting that then as soon as possible, that's what moves the needle. And I'm like, man, I don't see that. I, you know, I don't see that. I think it's something else. And I said, so let's do a thinking session together. So we do it. And I go, wait, what is your special talent? And he goes, well, you know, I can, I can see opportunities in the storage, storage business that other people can't see. And I'm like, let's think about that. Let's just think about that for a minute. So we're silent for a couple of minutes. I say, you know, what I think moves the needle is, is having some metrics around making sure that you're bringing properties every month into your evaluation pipeline. And, and if you will double or triple the number of properties you evaluate each month, again, with, with metrics around it, that's what moves the needle. Well, that was already in his head, but he did that. And, and that one thing, again, this was all him really. Uh, now he's making four to $5 million a year just from that one thing. And that's the power of the thinking uh, time. And so here's my gift to, to your audience. And I'm going to do something special. Uh, for you, maybe maybe you want to do it too. Um, so, um, go to um, uh, thinkitbeit.com and and I'll give you the link to put in 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 the show notes. And I'm going to give you a five minute video that explains this and a guide on what to think about. But if somebody says they're coming from you, I'll literally carve out time in my day and we'll do a one-on-one Zoom call and I'll teach them exactly how to do this and help them think what moves the needle. Now, you know, they got to tell me they're coming from you, but um, 
you know, how, does that sound good? Wonderful. That's a wonderful gift. Thank you. Yeah. I'll we'll definitely make sure that that is all in the show notes and, and people can uh, take you up on that offer. Thank you. And, you know, I think, I think that the, the, to wrap this up, you know, this is all about control. I mean, you can imagine if you, if you compress your life down to where you can articulate your life in 12 minutes a day, imagine the immense sense of control you'd have over your life. This, and, mm-hmm. and that's what we all want more than anything else is just control over our life. So I'd, I'd like to ask uh, a couple of questions of, of my guests uh, to kind of wrap things up. Um, so if you're good with that. Sure. Um, what's your favorite brand or personal brand and why? Let me think about that. Hmm. Part of me wants to say Apple, but I also have a love-hate relationship with Apple. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I, you know, I don't know. That's a great question. I have to think about that. Why, uh, why would you have picked Apple? What was it about Apple that? Well, I think Apple makes things simple most, most of the time. Um, but I, I don't know. You know, um, from what I understand, Apple is not the best phone, but they're the best marketed phone. Right. And, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm a big fan of Darren Hardy, and I think his brand is great. I yes. love him. Yeah, that's a good personal brand. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Uh, my my laptop, <coughs> my Apple laptop, died over the holidays. Right. So I finally had to get a new one. I mean, I'd I'd got a good seven eight years out of it, so I was quite happy. Uh, it just amazed me. So I I got the laptop, the new one from the Apple store. Came home, opened it, set up was less than five minutes right and it and it was syncing with everything that i downloaded and and then it suddenly said oh you've got an iphone as well boom connected right you're just going you're, you're almost sitting there hands off right and i it just marveled and they do a recycling program so they're going to give me some money back on the old laptop right and and the packaging and everything that they sent to me just to repackage and send them the recycled Laptop was just you know, instruction booklet, just right. great, great marketing. It just makes you feel part of a, a tribe, which is obviously what they're, you know, they're, they're doing with that. It's right. Right. Phenomenal. What about uh, a recommended, uh, apart from Think and Grow Rich, a recommended uh, business book or podcast? Well, you know, I think, I think there's a couple. One of the obvious ones is, you mentioned it, is How to Influence and Influence People. I teach my students that book uh, at the University of Texas. But uh, there's another book called Psycho-Cybernetics that I read when I was 19 years old. I see you're smiling. Yeah, um, I've, got, I've got that copy somewhere as well. <laughs> you know, that, that talks about self-image and it's not... It sounds high, highfalutin probably, but it's a powerful book mm-hmm. in, in really simple terms and such a game changer. Right. And I read it when I was 19 years old. Right. And it's, and it's interesting, isn't it, John, that uh, the you know, three books that we've mentioned were all published yeah. 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Not, right. Not, I mean, you know, we mentioned Keith's book, which I think is you know, up there. As, right. as, a, as a business book. But uh, it's interesting that we're, it's, it's not 
it's not necessarily the new stuff, the bright, shiny stuff that's making the difference. It's well, you taking know, it's, what's already there and really and what you're talking about, which is really applying it, not. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's human nature. Human nature doesn't change. You know, all the things that are in how to win friends and influence people, that's pure human nature. Uh, and yes, it was written 100 years ago, but human nature hadn't changed an iota in 100 years. True. Very true. Uh, do you have a current tool or resource that you're enjoying using? Um, you know, let me think about that. What do I use that I really uh, like? Um, I mean, other than my template that, that has transformed my life, um, I don't know. You know, I tell you, I guess I, I really like... Uh, uh, the Apple, uh, 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 podcast app, you know, uh, and, and I see how powerful podcasts are because in the email world, you know, a lot of people talk about how your email list is everything. Mm -hmm. Well, today, oftentimes half the emails you send out are going to junk mail, right? Which, which makes them useless. And, and, we're starting to do a podcast uh, ourselves uh, here in the next month or so to, to communicate to our tribe because I think it's better than, than email. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're creating a, a movement that's all about personal responsibility and never being a victim and uh, getting the most out of our precious life and, and playing at our full potential. And so we're passionate about this and we've got a methodology that takes 12 minutes a day to do it. And so, um, we're like you, we want to get this out to the world. What's it, what's the name of the podcast going to be? It's going to call it. We're calling it the net seven, uh, formula podcast. Okay. I thought you might've called it 12, 12 minutes. That might be right. Well, you know, we, we, we're all about taking people that are netting six figures a year and taking them right. to seven. Okay. And, and I see how transformative that was in my life. And, and like you said, right at the start, it really wasn't about the money. I mean, I thought it was about the money, but it wasn't when I, once I got on the other side. And of course it's easier to say it wasn't about the money once you get on the other side, but, but I see that the, the benefits beyond the money were, infinitely more than the money. Right. And that final question, do you have a favorite quote? Um, well, I think I would, I would say the, the quote of what you envision in detail on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. Right. Wonderful. Love that. What a great way to finish off. Thank you. John. Okay. It's been fascinating discussion with you. I really appreciate your time and how, how can people get hold of you? What's the best way to get hold of you? I think you mentioned the website, but let's, let's right. give it a mention again. Just, uh, just email me at john at thinkitbeit.com. You know, uh, that's just the easiest way. And, and I, I wel welcome any comments. Uh, I'm, I'm here to help anybody that I can. Wonderful. Thank you, John. And have yourself a brandtastic day. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it, Paul. Well, what did you think? Was that brandtastic? Did it give you some ideas and actions that you can take right now to build your business and real estate personal brand? 
So what's stopping you? Get to it. And if you're wondering where your real estate personal brand currently stands and some steps to make it more brandtastic, you can download our free real estate personal brand checklist at reibranded.com forward slash checklist. That's reibranded.com forward slash checklist. Thank you for listening and have yourself a brandtastic day.